Opinionated. That's fun. Okay, welcome, 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 welcome back to another episode of Opinionated AF. I am Pretty Little Danny, and normally I'm not the first voice that you hear on our show. That is because Adam has taken a couple of days off, actually a couple of weeks off. We both have been sick, um, both dealing with personal issues. Um, <clears throat> it gets rough this time of the year, so excuse us. Um, however, because we wanted to get some content out to y'all, like we promised, I have a surprise for you all, someone that you already know. We've had a couple of um, shows back. I have Sheena Marie, um, reporter for uh, Carolina Panthers, as well as um, she runs her own what blog site, right? Out of the blocks. Yeah, quickouttheblocks.com. Quickouttheblocks.com. Okay, excuse me. So I'll let you introduce yourself, <laughs> but I just wanted to let you all know that I made sure that I got someone that I think you'll actually enjoy. Mostly because, I mean, I can tell by the views. We're able to see our stats. So the analytics don't lie. Numbers don't lie. So they enjoyed you the first time. So I hope they enjoy you the second time around. Thank you again for coming on and helping me do this show. I think it's so dope. Two beautiful brown girls hosting a sports show together. This is almost like, I think it's like a dream come true. Honestly, this is the first time I've ever done this. So thank you so much for being part of this experience for me. Man, thank you so much for having me. Anytime I can get on the phone and chop it up about sports and football, you know, it's always a good day. I know. Our next topic, um, a little bit more sad and somber from this, but it's really interesting. I'm excited about talking about the topic um, mm-hmm. because we're two women and it's something that would technically affects us right? Um, more so in the masses. There's been two major stories this year um, in the NFL that have been related to domestic violence. Last year, I believe, was Ray Rice. Maybe that was the year before. Um, And so this has kind of came with a similar impact, if not more. Um, Earlier, well, a few weeks ago, the Redskins decided to um, claim Reuben Foster from the 49ers off of waiver wires. Um, Mm -hmm. Reuben Foster has been charged two times this year, most recently, last uh last month of domestic violence against the same woman mm-hmm. kareem hunt former running back of the kansas city chiefs phenomenal running back for the uh kansas city chiefs was caught on tape um physically assaulting uh, a woman over maybe some words that were said some actions that were not appreciated nonetheless um the kansas city chiefs let him go and the nfl is now um investigating reinvestigating or investigating him um but i say all that to say here we are again in the middle of well not the middle of a season but in a season where we have another controversy dealing with a topic that has not had a lot of shine on it Mm -hmm. but clearly has become not an epidemic but a huge 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 problem agreed um, I'm just curious on your thoughts of both of these two. I'm a Redskins fan, so we'll start with Reuben Foster. I'll, I'll, I'm curious to see how you feel, um, one, as a fan, and then one as a woman, with the team deciding to pick this guy up with the history that he's allegedly had. If I'm a Redskins fan, I'm deeply troubled. Um, you know, a lot of people could say, oh, it's the game, it's the game, it's the sport, keep it separate. You can't keep that separate. Um, because it says a lot about you. Like I actually first met Ruben 
at the combine last year, the 2017 NFL combine. He was sent home from there. He got in trouble trouble at the combine. He was sent away. He was sent out of Indianapolis. Felt like that was a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. A huge red flag that he had character flaws and, and, you know, they said, hey, we're going to draft him anyway. 49ers were like, we we, we still want him. We're going to figure it out. We're going to help him be a different man. And then come January, he gets caught with the marijuana and he, um, got flagged for the, the domestic violence. She came back and, you know, recanted her statement, which is what is pissing a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. But I would say as a woman, women stay in situations that they shouldn't be in all the time. This girl is just happening to have it happen and unfold in the public. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say that she's, I, I wasn't there, so I can't say what happened. But I will say that if she was lying on him the first time around, why put yourself in a position to be lied on again? At the end of the day, the responsibility falls on Ruben. If she's a liar, if this isn't happening, if, if she cries, you know, abuse, if, you're, if she's mad at you, that's not somebody that you should be around. And he's had so many instances by now that the lesson should have been learned. Or she could possibly not be lying and try to, she wanted to be with him bad enough that she was just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to recant my statement, I'm going to recant my statement. In North Carolina, when it comes to domestic violence, women go back on their story so often that the state will still pursue the charges anyway. Because nine times out of 10, the woman is gonna try to drop the charges. You're not allowed to drop domestic violence charges in North Carolina. And I'm sure there's a few other states too. I know with the Chris Brown and Rihanna situation, even though Rihanna did not technically come forward to press charges against Chris Brown, the state decided to, or the city decided rather. um, So yeah, I'm sure that there's other cities that do that. And Honestly, all of them should. I happened to see an interview that she did um, and she, you know, explained. I think when you're reading words and when you're seeing something, it's very telling. Um, and we and we see that two ways here. Um, one with Ruben Foster, being able to see her interview, I kind of felt where she was coming from. And it goes to a lot of the point that you say as a woman being in relationships, we've either seen this or we've been not necessarily a victim of it, but somebody who's participated in mm-hmm. going back on our word and being yeah. and putting ourselves because it's not on the man. People right. do what you allow them to do, just men or women. So you put yourselves back, you put yourself back in a position to be used in that way. Again, it's yeah. totally understandable that someone that is young, someone that may not necessarily be guided, if she's telling the truth, because nobody, we don't know yet if she's telling the truth. It's very plausible to see her side of this story and the fact mm-hmm. that it did happen again, which she did voice and, and, and state. Once it happened again and she realized, OK, now we have a problem. Right. I'm really more interested to see because thinking about what angle we were going to talk about this, because clearly everybody talked about this story is seeing well, where Outside of the NFL, before players even get to the NFL, how can we solve or begin to remedy this problem? Because I don't feel like this is an issue where guys are getting to the NFL and they're just becoming these type of players. Because you just said an example of Ruben Foster doing this before he even he's at the combine. So at this time, he's not even an NFL player. He's already coming in with aggression. He already has anger issues. Kareem Hunt, Mm -hmm. who's now in anger management, clearly showed um, some some physical restraint that he he didn't want you can see that these guys are angry they're aggressive they're playing a contact sport i'm interested to know when do we decide to add um 
something of this nature to the curriculum so that while guys are, are, are so while we're putting our boys through, you know, peewee football and, and high school football and college football, that there is an outlet or a way or resources for them to handle the other side of this aggression because you're monetizing off of it as well. But they're also being a victim of it in some ways, not because I don't want anyone to take my words and think that I mean that every football player does this, but there's tests to clearly show that because your head is being hit at different, many angles at different speeds, constant, 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 that you're definitely doing things and shifting your brain. It's now becoming abnormal. Right. So your behavior, your behaviors will change. I mean, what kind of resolutions do you think? um, Because clearly there aren't any implemented right now in the NFL, either pre NFL or directed to the NFL that can begin to at least help resolve this issue. Cause I almost feel like this is a Ray Rice 2.0 in some cases. Yeah. You know, Ray Rice's wife tried to drop um, charges and we saw that on video. Right. You know, so sometimes it's a case when it comes to the NFL or these professional athletes, sometimes these women don't want to lose this lifestyle because clearly, you know, Ray Rice lost his income, his source of income. So that, that could mm-hmm. be one reason. That could be one reason she recanted at first. I, and I do think that having some conversation on the matter early can help. But that kind of, not kind of, it starts at home. Mm-hmm. It really does. You know, with men being taught to respect the woman's body sexually and physically. I think that that definitely starts at home. You know, I know I talk to my boys about it all the time. My son, my middle son actually got in trouble for defending. Well, he didn't get in trouble, but he was defending a female classmate that a guy was trying to to hit on and beat on. And at the time when the teacher called, I said, well, you know what? I can't even be mad because he was supposed to defend her honor. He was supposed to protect her. I think that's something that starts very early. And um, I'm going to get personal. I don't get personal a lot, but I found myself in in a only to find out later that the signs were there when this man was a teenager. Mm. But the women and females around him in his life had convinced him that, oh, well, in this scenario, this person shouldn't have triggered you or you shouldn't have been made mad or if she saw that you were mad, she should have not said anything or if she saw that you were mad because she wasn't talking, she should have spoke up. All the responsibility was placed on the victim. When it all was said and done, this man had 10 domestic violence calls or charges placed on him dating back to like 2009, I want to say. Oh, my goodness. He, um, I mean, I found all this stuff out later because I was like, man, you know, how did this even happen? How, how am I in this situation? How, me, Sheena, how right. am I in this situation? What's going on? I don't take that. I don't play that. But then I went back and I'm in, you know, the state, I want to say the was it the state, the, the DA maybe? Mm-hmm. Whew, my apologies, Danny. But oh, I no, no. to find out, you know, the district attorney, she said, listen, I, I'm not saying that you're going to these charges, but I'm just letting you know that that's not an option. I said, well, no, I'm not going to drop them. And she goes, well, I went back and looked at his history. She was like, you know, he kept dodging, you know, probation because the victims would never show up to court. She said, so that's why I'm going to subpoena you. So when the girl recanted her statement, that's not necessarily, you know, unheard of. Or, you know, and and the thing that made it trying to educate them on, this guy went to counseling. He just went to counseling. So, which is not necessarily rehabilitating. Exactly. He did just enough to convince somebody that he was. 
to go into another relationship and assault a woman again. So, I, <laughs> but no, like that's the thing that makes it hard. Is like you know they're thinking they're okay. I'm sending him to to counseling. A lot of times people are just kind of going through the motions. So my thoughts are, it's hard to pinpoint for the NFL who would have this trigger or who is, um, I guess, in danger of committing domestic violence. But it's also hard to see if that person is really rehabilitated. You know what I mean? Right. And you bring up a really good point because the the thing about this is the numbers are kind of skewed. So although the numbers are high within the NFL amongst players and violent crimes that most players will commit a domestic crime, if it's a violent crime, most um, players will commit a domestic violence crime versus any other However, overall, the numbers are low when you when you put their numbers against all Americans, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so I piggyback on your issue that not only, you know, as you know, football programs is what I was speaking to earlier, needing to have that added in their curriculum. I also do believe that we should start implementing this within the household on both sides, for because sure. it's a conversation for both the girls and guys, um, women and men, because women also need to begin to love we we have to come to a point where we are not um adding to this negative status quo that we're not telling our stories and we're not telling our truths for the for the fear that we're not going to be heard or respected or embarrassed um because we need more stories of this i think it's the societal issue and how right. we're viewed as women that make this more problematic because if everyone if if we don't have all hands on deck to talk about this, we're not going to ever stop talking about this. The th- what's scary right. about talking about this is that this is not a new topic. It's just that we live in an era where anyone can, f- there, I feel like people's information, especially celebrities at an all time high, is so accessible to getting. Whereas back in the day, maybe it wasn't that way. Right. Because I'm pretty sure there were tons of stories, especially if you're going to, re- if you can relate um, aggression and, and you already can see you know, some of the numbers and the stats that are going to be connected to football players and committing domestic violence, you know that some of the, these stories happened before. We just weren't privy to them or seen to them. So yes, there do it. there is a need for us to teach, our, teach ourselves and to teach our offspring how to respect ourselves first right. and then how to respect each other. I, I feel like in our community, the Black community, we definitely are hush-hush on issues of domestic violence. Um, a lot of us share the same stories. We were either someone that was victimized or a survivor, um, yeah. however you would like to respectfully say it, or some of us viewed it. In my sense, and in, in my experience, if I'm um, getting personal, I viewed it viewed my mom being um, abused. And my mother's a very smart woman. My ver- my mother's very intelligent. My mother is very strong. Um, but you know, this happens to the best of them. I've definitely seen my mom take um, take stories and kind of twist them a little bit or when we went to school or you know if she went to work and things seemed a little bit off how she would cover stories for my dad so it's you know I I hate this whole um this this generalization that if a woman decided to recant her story once that she's not ever telling the truth you know what I mean how many of us have lied once when we knew daggone well we were you know what I mean it's like how can how why do we hold women to this standard why do we hear these stories and don't check the the male we check the female if the mm-hmm. nfl would put more emphasis on um seeing this as an issue if if it's trending in the nfl then there clearly needs to be resolved 
it might not be a a, a, a huge issue if you throw these numbers out across the, the world or excuse me, across the country. But the NFL has a responsibility to get a hold of it because it's starting to become a huge part of how people experience the league. I agree. And I think another thing that plays a part when it comes to victim recanning, um, not to keep dwelling on that, but like, just like in this case, social media plays a big part. These blogs go, if a woman accuses or comes forward and being abused, the blogs are immediately running through her online presence to try to damage her credibility. And like you said, it's always on the woman. It's always on the woman. I saw it happen. And Foster's girl. That to me, I feel like that's enough of a reason for someone to want to recant that also to, to you know, stop being in the court of public opinion. Pack and to have to hide because people are saying football players are, are, are dangerous. You know, there's no telling that girl could have been getting death threats. We don't know what her speaking up in first place put her through. Correct. So we ought to be sensitive to that. Not sensitive to that. And not only that, I want to play devil's advocate here, because, again, I feel like the the whatever portion is related to mental health, because we do know a lot of these players are they are affected by playing the sport. And granted, yes, they know what they're signing up for. But again, this is a society issue. But if we implemented this in smaller places and platforms where we could like the NFL and brought more awareness to mental health and to anger management, making it more comfortable for these guys to come in and and talk about their problems or discuss whatever issues that they have that are leading to this. Because I can't believe that everyone that is having themselves put in a position where they're even being charged with assaulting a woman or, or, or a man or anything actually wanted to, there's an underlying issue there and we can get a top, right. We can get a top of this issue, but how important is it? Um, the reason that I said that these uh, the Kareem Hunt story was similar to the Ray Rice story and why I kind of deemed it the 2.0 was because the NFL knew about this in February. However, it wasn't until the video was revealed that it became this big issue because now, to your point, that we have social media, everybody has access to this information now. It's not right. secretive. It's not exclusive anymore. Correct. I agree. I also um, like to speak. Panthers organization, they have. Hold on one second. Your mic is going out again. Countdown. Three, two, one. Okay. Yeah. So the Panthers, the head of um of mental health, dedicated a portion of um research for you know have that be a part of the organization. So I definitely think it's something that the rest of the league should follow suit um, because notwithstanding notwithstanding the domestic violence you know the suicide issue the CTE you know Junior Seau Junior Seau you can add Aaron Hernandez um, to that issue yeah so I think that um, I do like the strides that David Tepper has made within the Carolina Panthers organization I definitely think that other teams across the league um, could take a could take a page out of his book when it comes to that. Now, you may see some of this curbed or, you know, avoided when it comes to domestic violence and other violent acts, but it's at least worth a shot. It definitely is worth a shot. Um, I feel like the only way, um, again, that we're going to get a hold of situations like this is not to do damage control on the back end 
um, once the NFL finds out, well, once it's revealed to us that the NFL knew. Um, clearly, this is a prevalent issue. Clearly, this is a continuous issue. Um, if we don't, res- if it's not resolved, um, it will only get worse. And you're seeing talented players like a Kareem Hunt. I mean, no disrespect to anybody else. Exactly. I mean, his team is hot. His team is very much on the radar of the whole NFL. Um, I'm sure the percentages are pretty high for them to enter into the Super Bowl and have a shot at winning. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see um, if he's claimed. Um, It's hard to say that he won't because clearly teams – i.e. the Redskins, um, don't have a problem. And, and they're not the first to pick up a, a player that has had past issues. But Cowboys and Greg Hardy. Hello. Even before that, Michael Irvin. Yeah. Um, not to throw them out there. Exactly. So it's not to say that you can't be redeemed because, you know, all of us have issues. We all come, you know, from, from having flaws. But again, um, hiding it. I feel like the NFL does this poor job of hiding a situation and – that is the remedy so long as no one finds out. And then as soon as someone finds out and then you just let the guy go, which you should have done earlier. Um, and so now he's in a situation where Ruben Foster was in or, or technically is clearly in where they're um, on the exempt list until their investigation, until their investigations are um, fully concluded. So all of this is just alleged. Um, however, in one case, there's video evidence to show two of, of two incidents rather um, of Kareem Hunt displaying violent acts, one in a bar fight, one against this um, woman in a hotel lobby, and then the two incidents with Reuben Foster. Um, Roger Goodell probably thinks he should be patting himself on the back. I don't. Um, not even just as a woman, but it, it's starting to kind of eat at my core. Do I even enjoy watching this anymore? Um, right. How demoralizing are we going to be? It's already hard to get excited to watch the NFL, but it, the Redskins outside of that are making it even harder than that. The name, um, the right. continuous uh, stories that they had, they had this, the cheerleading scandal and now this and the Doug Williams kind of came out and needed to double back on his words. And it's just um, we're at a point where, again, for some reason, the NFL is having this light shined on them. Um where everyone is looking for them to either be right or wrong. And they really haven't found the balance, I feel, on the right mm-hmm. side of these issues. Yeah, because you have a situation where Ezekiel Elliott, there was absolutely zero evidence, and that thing was dragged out, and NFLPA and attorneys and judges were a part of it. You have a situation, you know, you're aware of that a tape exists, and you don't act on it until the public has knowledge of it. So at the core, the NFL doesn't care about domestic violence at the core. Because if they did, once they knew that that tape existed, action should have been taken. And not only that, I mean, if your numbers are that high and the trend is increasing, again, I don't understand this this style of wanting to be reactive instead of being proactive when you've seen or had multiple um, examples of this not working. I mean, right. it, it really does right. frustrate me. Um, but again, as to your point, it is a problem that that starts in the home. Um, it is a societal issue. And honestly, until we can get all hands on deck for everyone to be able to, you know, see women as an important figure. I mean, I just heard, I mean, and this, this has nothing to do with sports, but it goes to the point. Um, I think I was listening to The Breakfast Club and Angela Yee was doing, um, not rumor report, but one of those segments where she's talking about stories 
um, in the news. And it was this um, girl that went to a college. I'm not sure of the college, excuse me, but I believe she was violently raped by a professor. The DA didn't feel like they had enough evidence. So they basically let the guy go for little time. I'm talking about months. I think he had maybe like a fine and um, he didn't have to be registered as a sexual offender. Um, I think this girl was a virgin at the time, regardless if she didn't want to have sex with him, no means no, but it just, it burns my soul to see something like that being taken so lightly. But then, you know, we have these issues in our community where someone might be walking down the street um, with their pants sagging too low, giving a bad look, and they may be arrested right there on the site, left in a jail cell. If they don't have money, they'll be there for years. But it just, it, my point is, We put that's where our our emphasis and our importance is. And that's why this will continue to be an issue. The issue here is that we haven't found a solution because we already know that there's a problem with domestic violence. The problem is that we we are failing to find a, a solution that actually works or a solution at all. So although the NFL can't take, um, the brunt of what society hasn't been able to, um, resolve, they do have a, a responsibility to at least correct what they have in their face. I mean, if I hear another story about them having a tape or not having a tape, but having the evidence first, I'm really going to scream because how many more incidences <laughs> do you need to have? Why are you so willing to gamble and really risk? I mean, it really says a lot about our justice system. It really says a lot about us as a whole, as a people that you can have situations like that and, you're not going to do full investigations um, or you're not going to care when you do the investigations or you care more about more about public opinion. So as long as the public doesn't know, I mean, right. I don't know. Closing out. Again, as a black woman, a black woman that works in sports, a black woman that works very close within the same league that we're discussing. What would you like to see moving forward? If you gave um, a five, a 10, a 15 year view, if the NFL is still the top or one of the top um, sports, how would you like to see this moving forward? I would like to see um, I would like to see domestic violence becoming a rookie symposium that they um, that they put on after the draft. They teach them financial care and things like that. I would like for mental health and domestic violence to be a part of those conversations and a part of those um, seminar topics. Um, Going forward, I mean, there's going to be some people that get lost in the trenches or, you know, slip through the cracks. But when they are, when they are found out, action has to be swift and it has to be equal. You know, if you have the evidence, do what you need to do. Don't condemn people based on who they are or what team they play on or how well their season is going. I would like for it to be a situation that's looked at the same across the board. You know, the fifth string kicker, if he hits his wife, he needs to go. The starting quarterback, quarterback, you know, the franchise tag player, whoever it is, if you're beating on women, children, or just outright breaking the law, the punishment needs to be swift and it needs to be equal. So and that's fair. What I would def- and yeah, and fair. That's exactly what I would like to see. I mean, I don't see any way that the league is winning themselves any new fans, you know, in addition to colluding against Colin Kaepernick, they have that, you know, on the back end, they're still going, they're still being sued by Colin Kaepernick. But at the same time, you know, women and minorities are the, the target groups that the NFL needs to make sure are not continuing to be marginalized. And I totally agree. You eloquently put that. And hopefully the very next time we talk about a discussion like this, we'll have more positive notes to be able to make right. that. And, 
in time, the NFL needs to step it up. Shana, again, thank you so very much for being my co-host today. Thank you for having me. It's always a good time hanging out with pretty little Danny. I know, right? So we can go back to talking our trash for the next three weeks before both right. teams, before both of us start watching our teams on the couch. <laughs> but if people didn't catch your information on your first appearance on our show, please tell them how they can find you, where they can check out your blog, where they can check out all your snippets. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Trina underscore Marie, and the number three. You can catch all of my articles and sound bites and interviews on com or on my YouTube out the blocks with Sheena Marie. I would love to get some feedback from you guys. Um, some like me to ask some questions that any interaction is definitely welcome. Okay, great. And if you did not catch that, I'll be sure to put it in this, excuse me, in the description of our show so that you can reach out to Sheena on all her platforms. You can catch us on Facebook at Opinionated AF. You can follow me at Pretty Little Danny, Adam at MSR Adam. Twitter and Instagram is Opinion underscore AF. And as always, 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 be great and opinionated. <laughs>